Okay, today is, what is it, April the 6th, correct? And uh, April 6th, 2023, we were talking about new heavens and new earth and when everything would be purified by fire. He says the ergos is the Greek that's in Peter. Um, ergos is the works of man, what man has done. In my own opinion, I mean, the Lord knows we need dwelling places. And uh, according to Isaiah 66 and Zechariah 14, there are people who will survive the tribulation. And you know, uh, and I think the Laodicean church, if they don't repent, he says, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. But he's still addressing them as a church. They will, I think... Uh, enter into the tribulation he says those I love I rebuke and chasten he tells them so you got the 144,000 witnesses and you got angels flying across the heavens declaring the gospel you know so I know that there's going to be people getting saved yes I I just didn't know when that fire the purification thing takes place I've really to be fair never studied that but there's going to be um, a lot of people who would have nowhere to live or no place to get shelter if everything were purified by fire at the entering of the millennial age. But the world does change. I didn't think it happened then. I was just thinking after Armageddon. No, no, after the millennial reign. It has to be during that time frame somehow. Of course, it's going to make everything new. Um, well, see, in the, the first New Heavens and New Earth of Isaiah 65, you can still die. Uh, if you're sure. human, not us. We'll have our born-again, regenerated, resurrected bodies. But, um, but a man's years can be as a tree. He could live through the whole thing a thousand years. And he says in Isaiah 65, if uh, a man dies at a hundred, he'll be thought to have been cursed. Only made it to a hundred. What's wrong? And that's um, another time where there will be no pain and childbearing in this millennial age. Very different but, uh, than what will be here after that millennium when the Lord lets the devil loose one last time mm-hmm. to go out and deceive the nations. Um, but to me, if you really believe you're going to heaven, if you really believe you belong to the Lord and He has a place for us, He's going to prepare a place you, you're curious about what's in this book. You want to read it. You want to see what it says. And I've used the example, if you got something in the mail or a phone call or you want an all-expense-paid vacation to Gatlinburg, you know, and, and you think, okay. Now, if you hadn't filled anything out to enter in such a contest you'd be real skeptical but if you had entered it well this could be true and you follow up on a little bit and say good day this is true you know what you'll be doing if you really believe it's true straight to the internet what's going on in Gatlinburg what can, what's it going to be like Wonder what the weather's going to be. What here's Dollywood? How much does that? Yeah, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. It's all paid. This is awesome. I want to go here. I want to go there. I want to do this. I want to do that. You believe you're going, and you act as though you believe you're going. 
this is what bothers me when people are not interested in prophecy. They're not interested in what Bob just brought up tonight. Questions like that. Well, you know, Lord Hill sorted all out, you know, and he's praised Jesus and passed potatoes. And these, these, they worry me. They make me think, do you really think you're going? Do you really believe that the Word of God is true? Because you're making me wonder if you really believe that. So, um, Turbo's over here drinking water. So that we call it the Salvation Army. Uh, it sounds like collar <laughs> tinkling, tinkling on the edge of the bowl. Um, let's see here. Um, I am uh, trying to find some notes I had laid out. Uh, Canada, he's followed our podcast. Some people have thought that Forrest of my podcast is a little crude. We don't curse, but we will we will bust on the transgender stuff. We'll bust on all this LGBT agenda. Now, if somebody wants to be gay, it's between them and God. But uh, when they start dragging this stuff into schools and teaching outright lies to people, to the children, and then trying to find ways around the parents so they can abort babies, you can't just let that ride. You can't just let that slide. Um, it's uh, it's something that we need to speak up about. And there's a saying that says, um, everybody's thinking it, I'm just saying it. And, you leaving? Yeah, God bless you, young lady. Thank you, you so much. Bye. Now. Get some rest. <laughs> so that's kind of our podcast. Everybody's thinking, I'm just saying it. I got an email from a fellow in Western Canada's truck driver. He's been listening to it for a while. And I was surprised. He said he was raised to believe, and he got away from it. He'll be 40 years old this year. He said, I was just telling my brother, I'm I'm turning to God. I'm going to follow Jesus and follow the teachings of the Bible. His brother said, what put you on to that? What got you thinking that way? Well, these two guys down in Virginia run a long-range shooting school to do a podcast. Forrest and me. And that was so good for me to hear because sometimes I wonder if we throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> but, hey, in this case, he was uh, giving us credit for... I mean, God gets all the credit, but we're supposed to give the word. And we had done just a short segment about, you know, if you're afraid to die, you're not going to be very much use if trouble comes. You can't be afraid to die. You have to know your future. You have to know what is waiting for you. You have to realize that it's so much better than anything that you could be experiencing in the here and now. And that's uh, that's very important. It's very key, but... Without the truth, then how do you know? Well, then how do you know this is true? Back to prophecy. We talked about prophecy a little bit ago. There is so much fulfilled prophecy 
in God's Word. It validates itself. None of these other books have that, mm-hmm. that, that Koran thing, which is a satanic uh, forgery of, of God's Word and just makes a mess of it all. And, you know, the Hindus, they have their things that they read and go by, but nobody's got fulfilled prophecy. Another reason, you know, I said this recently about Donald Trump. You know, a man is known by his enemies. And sometimes people, oh, Trump's in on it. You know, Trump's part of the cabal. He's part of the plan. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but when you look at the people who hate that man, to the extent that Iran wants him assassinated even now, when he's not in the White House, he's not in power, they still want him assassinated. They're that afraid he's going to get back in power. Israel supported him. He made some mistakes in Israel, but they supported him. The Sanhedrin minted a coin with him on one side and King Cyrus on the other. It said 45th president, 45, and in Isaiah chapter 45 is where we learn of King Cyrus. And the rabbis say, Coincidence is not a kosher word. Maybe so. But um, look at the man, Jesus Christ. And to most people, that's what he was, a man. And he was. Uh, while he was here, he came. the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And um, I don't know why I wrote Judy, but I guess somebody wanted me to write Judy. And I don't know, I think, how's she doing? Hanging in there, no? Judy, I went over today, I was going to try to feed her at dinner time and get her something to eat. She was turned over the other way and I took her to get to her. And that room is, I can't get the wheelchair around to do anything. And I don't know, it's just, uh, well, I'm sorry, Ray, but you know, there's there's heaven to gain, and um, that was a heavy pork chop one. <laughs> that was a lot. Turbo eight pork chop. You being a cannibal, Turbo? <laughs> Program, Turbo. After that poor child tonight. Carrie Davis is hanging in there. Uh, she had a couple of her grandsons with her. Her husband, our pastor Leonard Davis, died here about two weeks, three ago. Passed away. Um. But the enemies of of the Lord Jesus Christ, you can know Him by His enemies. Look at the people who hate Him. Most of these people who hate Him fully believe that Islam is perfectly fine. And you point out to them that Islam, if you're gay, you're caught in such an act, they'll take you up on a four or five story building and shove you off. And some of these countries work, you know, they, they just kill you. But we wouldn't ever do that. We hear in First uh, Corinthians six, Paul talks about some of you. Some of you all were homosexuals. Some of you were, but you were washed or cleansed. A washing of the word. 
You know, God would never tell you to do something that you didn't have the capability of doing. And he would never tell you not to do something if you did not have the capability of not doing it. So if there are instructions there to do this and don't do that, you have the ability to do this and not do that. You can't say, oh no, I was born this way. You know, I was just born this way. I'm, you know, God made me this way. God gave you free will. Um, And you're using your free will to sin against him. And we all do. We, We all will do that. And we, sometimes we really like to bear down on and capitalize on pointing out the sins in others because it makes us feel better about our own shortcomings, which we all have. Um, we are not to judge those outside the church. First Corinthians 5, Paul says, don't judge people who are not in the church. That's up to God. And Jesus said, judge not. Now, these folks, these... They, they, they don't believe in the Bible. They hate Jesus Christ, but they're quick to say, but Jesus said, judge not. Just see if they can get you off, off of their backs or off the back of someone that might have got hit by something that you said or posted. I really stirred up a hornet's nest on with word of mouth. Facebook, I put, it was the Babylon Bee, which is a, it's a Christian satire site. So they put a picture of that uh, so-called Dylan... McLeavy or whatever his name is, Mulaney. Well, he thinks he's a woman. And Anheuser-Busch decided that, yeah, looks like a woman to us. We'll just hire Dylan as a spokesmodel for Bud Light Beer. Big mistake. How many stores are, are canceling? Yeah, they're losing money, business hand over fist, and they're so going to lose. Change, I forget what change is. I forget how many stores they have. Next, so come, come pick it up. Come, come get it out. Um, we can't celebrate that nonsense. I did a little research. The guy who's heading Anheuser Busch, they're they're owned by a Belgian company. See, these are these are not traditional Christian conservative people. So I put that Babylon B thing, and Babylon B's captioned it. It says, man who thinks he is a woman, or no, man who is pretending to be a woman is spokesperson for beer that's, that pretends, a drink that pretends to be beer, just busting on the quality of Bud Light. Um, and then it was on. But fortunately, I was probably 20 to 1, laughing with me and supporting um, the fact that I, that I shared that and pointed it out. But the liberals got such into a lather, one of them finally convinced admin to pull the whole post down. And I just left it at that. Jack Daniels is doing it. Tennessee whiskey. Jack Daniels is uh, 21st of this month hosting uh, that RuPaul character at Freak and others. It is a drag show with Jack Daniels. Now, I don't get that. Jack Daniels is a Leonard Skinnerd kind of Southern, you know, macho man beverage. You could call it a beverage. And I'm not against drinking whiskey. 
you know, am against getting drunk, and you can. It happens, and you need to be aware of it. You know, on Mr. Daniels, he got mad. He was a tough character to begin with. He hauled off and kicked the stove and broke his foot or his leg, and then he was in a walked with a cane or a wheelchair the rest of his life. I never heard about that, no. But, uh, yeah, I don't understand these woke companies. But at the same time, people are moving toward the truth in Christ. The, this guy, J.P. Sears, I've watched him for years. He's got long, stringy red hair. He's on uh, YouTube. And he's a comedian, and he was a liberal comedian, but he was so good that you sit there as a conservative and watch what he had to say, and you had to laugh. Well, J.P., that was a good one. And starting back about 2020, he started to inch toward the other side, just like Bill Maher, if you know who Bill Maher is. Maher is very much moving hard toward the conservative side. He's not a Christian yet. J.P. Sears ultimately proclaims Christianity as of about two weeks ago and said he was wrong about abortion. He was wrong about so many things. And um, how's your finger doing, Bob? It's better. Then you have to still get it operated on? Oh, they're scheduling me for an orthopedic um, guy in Galax. That hasn't happened. But uh, I had to go to... Well, I'll tell you what, if it's getting better, just let it it get better, leave it alone. I didn't get the vote on that. I mean, I had so many people say, you know, you've had that problem now for eight weeks. It's been ten weeks now. Three months, it can take three months to get something to heal up. I had a fracture in this pinky finger where I hit a volleyball the wrong way when I was like late teens. And that stayed, I couldn't do that for about five years, or at least I thought I couldn't. (laughs) Couldn't close it down that way. But um, my friend Kay gets on my case all the time. Well, you need to get the pants on there, Bo. Huh? I need to what? Get the pants on. Teasing you, brother. You know we love you. Getting rough with you. <laughs> I can return the favor. It's very easy. Now you know why I'm the way I am. <laughs> no, they had an X-ray done the other day, and it's cracked. It's been crushed. Yeah. Is it not healing? You don't think? It's healing. Let it heal then. I'm trying to. Other people won't let me. (laughs) Where's Jerry at? Uh, He had a cold. You know, you can catch a cold, but you can't catch a hot. I don't know why that is. I never did figure that out either. (laughs) Can't catch a hot. Let's uh, see. uh, Going ahead, uh, and I will... um, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 is where we're going to start. And then I'll read the prayer list, and we'll pray. Now you wonder about these things. Can't you can catch a cold but not a hot? I wonder why discombobulated is a word when combobulated is not a word. Thank you. You're welcome. Because sure, we, we had a South Carolina State University English professor in our class last weekend, and I asked him, and he said, it's a good question. <laughs> 
Would you like some coffee, bud? Yes, I would. Like how do you like it? Uh, I just sugar. That's all. It's sugar. Okay, me. like a cup like that size. How like two teaspoons or? Uh, one. One. Okay. Not my cups in there by the chair. Everyone had probably. I just want half of it. In. <clears throat> so uh, the fellow uh, who's we heard from over our podcast, uh, Jesse, is in Canada, and we're praying for him and his family as they turn their hearts toward the one who made them. Praise for Bella, young lady that's battling uh, an addiction and is clean for a long time now. They say if you can do anything 21 days, you don't have to turn back. I don't know where they came up with that, but I've heard it a couple of places. Carolyn Leaf used to talk about that. You're uh, Judy, uh, you know, the, for blessings that, um, you know, she'd be comforted and she would just make herself ready to get to where we all want to be. Can we say that? But if, if, if it's not the Lord's will that she goes soon, then she doesn't. You know, we just want his will for us all. Chuck Knipp, friend of ours who's a comedian in Orange, Texas. He's on, he's on this YouTube show now, Ron. And it's just nothing but this woman sitting there and him on one side of the screen. And I don't know how he even hooked up with her. And they're just sitting there. They don't have an agenda. They don't know what they're going to talk about. They just, thank you. Is so, this something new, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, that's current. Okay, so we love you. Yeah, it's uh, pretty funny. Uh, how do you find it? Uh, just... Uh, no, uh, I'll send you a link. Okay. Um, she started her channel mocking this other lady who is quite the narcissist. And this other lady's named Glenda Sully, S-U-L-L-Y. Glenda Sully just gets on there and goes off on this, that, or whatever. If it's clothing, stores, restaurants, uh, the news, just yammer, yammer, yammer for two hours. And people sit there and watch her. <laughs> so this lady called her... Uh, channel Slenda Gully. She just changed it. Look. And then Knip's on there, you know. I'd, I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet it's good. It's it's entertaining. Uh, our prayer team, Kathleen Klein, California, Ruby, Vassy, Linda, praying for John and Ruby, and Dot Ayers, praying for Carrie Davis, uh, for her to have blessings after Leonard has gone on to the Lord. Bob's children for salvation. Turbo to shut up. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't deny him his bark. He's happy. <clears throat> Pray for the recent victims of tornadoes. And wow, there were some bad ones. Um, people of Europe, peace in that region. Eric, Rex, Ted, tornado victims. Our country, President Trump, for sure. Unsaved family members for Ray and self and Judy. Pray for Judy to eat and to drink. Lord, it be your will. Tell her to go ahead and eat and drink. And pray for uh, people in the path of the tornadoes and salvation for lost loved ones. Protection for President Trump and his family. We pray for our children and our grandchildren. We pray for Marcos Santabanez. Um, he's really pining for his son to be saved and we can sure understand that alright let's reach one another as best we can and Lord we lift these concerns up to you this evening that you be mindful of each of them 
even mindful of those who come to mind in this moment that we perhaps didn't write down, but you know the thoughts of our hearts. Pray for each of us here. We pray for the safety and blessings of our loved ones, for those that we love so deeply because you have put them into our lives and us into theirs. We need a hedge of protection, Lord, in this age we're living in. We need even a canopy over us, keeping Satan's fiery darts at bay. Help us, God. Protect us. Give us guidance and give us understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. Second um, Corinthians 5. I'm going to have some notes on this phone. I'm going to open that up. Okay, it says, um, For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed upon, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon, that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given uh, unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Verse 5, why did God make us? Well, he made us for the very purpose of entering into heaven, into eternity with him. That says, verse 5 again, now he that hath wrought us or made us for the same, self-same thing is God. He's made us to put on immortality, to take off this earthly house, this earthen vessel, it's called in places. He made us to go be with him. The Lord is a gentleman, obviously. He doesn't force people into heaven and he doesn't force people into hell. And Calvinism is a cult and their raft is no sturdier than the raft of the Jehovah Witnesses. Oh, that bunch is started again today. Jehovah Witnesses. Hey, next door, both sides of us. Well, they, at least most Christians, know what they're all about, but a lot of Christians don't. Now, are there people professing Calvinism that are saved? Yeah, because they really didn't dig into it. They didn't really pull the mask back and see what the progenitors of that heresy actually believed. So there's, okay, going to Presbyterian Church and John MacArthur's a good pastor. MacArthur says some cool stuff. I like MacArthur until he gets on Calvinism. Do I think he's saved? Actually, yeah. I can't say that he's not. But a lot of these guys are so smarmy, so holier than thou. Well, they've been predestined. I know, and not only did they get predestined, but coincidentally their wife and children all at the same time just worked out that way, yeah. you know, for God's good pleasure. I don't know how that can be when God says it's not. 
They force one. He he says they force certain ones into heaven, and God forces other ones into hell. As Calvinist on Twitter the other. Well, then anybody should perish. Well, they they, see they what they say to that is, well, it's not any, it's not his will that any of the elect should perish. (laughs) The predestined and the elect are also uh, by God's foreknowledge. Yes, and he saw the future and knew what it would be. Exactly. So elect according to his foreknowledge. Those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. This is Romans 8. And I heard John MacArthur rip that page out of the Bible, pull out a blacksmith's hammer, and beat the tar out of it over his his, his anvil of Calvinism. And when he was done, you know what he said? Well, looking at the Greek, the uh, basically those that God predestined, he also predestined. That's what he said. It's bad. It's really bad, and he needs to get rid of that because I don't think he's a bad dude. I, um, but yeah, I told that guy on Twitter. He thought he may. He said, "Would God be wrong if the doctrine of election, as we teach it and believe it, would He be wrong to do that?" And I said, "Would you be wrong to force feed one of your children against his will while willfully starving the other one to death? Would that be wrong?" It's like Judas Iscariot never had a chance. You know, the son of perdition, Jesus chose him because of that. Yeah. Somebody had to be that dude, and, and he was born for it, apparently. Is he predestined <clears throat> then to do that? Predestined according to God's foreknowledge, he knew it. Jesus knew what he would do. Yeah, because it was known before the uh, event. Yep. I have that discussion periodically. I just want to get another insight. Verse 6. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The Greek is the bema, the bema seat judgment of Christ. We must all appear. That every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Some people sorely misunderstand this passage. Oh, good day. You know, there's a judgment for all of the believers and, and we might receive something bad. No, you just don't receive it if there was nothing good to receive a reward for. You know, um... I'll read a little further and then we'll look at some backing uh, scriptures that put some handles on that even better. Verse 11, Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also are made manifest in your consciences. For we commend not ourselves again unto you, but give you occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer them, which glory in his in appearance and not in heart. I would put Calvinists in that. They're glorying in their, they like that uh, systematic theology book, which is just a train wreck of the truth. Verse 13, For whether we be beside ourselves, it is to God, or whether we be sober, it is for your cause. He's not talking about not being drunk. He's talking about being very solemn, very direct, telling it like it is. For the love of Christ constraineth us because 
we thus judge that if one died for all, then were all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. We live not for ourselves, we live for Christ. Um, that, that has a certain look to it, if you're doing it right. Um, you start to clean up your act, so to speak. I clean, clean up my bad language. I, I wasn't a Christian. I wasn't a real Christian until I was early 40s. I was an atheist until I married my wife and false professor so that she would marry me. So, verse 16 says, Wherefore henceforth know we, no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. He's died and he's resurrected. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Well, what's that? You can go out and tell other people the truth. You know, the fellow from... Canada, he was, he said I was an atheist. I wasn't believing. Said I just, I just kept listening to y'all's podcast. He said I liked you guys, and then you start talking about being afraid of dying and what you could do to keep from spending eternity away from the God who made you. And he said it just took hold. That was very, very helpful to me because, like I say, sometimes we color outside the lines on that thing. To a degree, but I mentioned it. I read Forrest the email, and and he said, "Well, you know, Paul said I've been all things to all people. You know, when I was with this group, I, I was like them. When I was that group, I was like them. Well, we are like ourselves, and I don't know that I can be all things to all people. But you know, if you're if you're tired of the satanic cabal trampling your rights, whether you're Canadian, American, Australian, any 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 nation, if you're tired of that." If you're tired of the deception that has been put out there, what if she locked the door? Would you mind to check that bottle? What's it? Somebody's tapping on the front door, I thought. Um, It might be John with a tardy slip. Verse 19, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. So we're put to this reconciliation. We spread the gospel. We help others be reconciled to God. That's what he wants of us. Will he lose someone? Will he lose, you know, you know John Smith III of Podunk, New Jersey? Will he lose that man to hell because of the inaction of saints? No. No, if that if that one will come to him, got two Mormon boys that like to come in and sit in. Come, bring them in. Okay. Yeah, tell them to sit down. I've been talking to these guys. <laughs> there's, there's great. They're, they're great young folks. Honest to goodness, they are. Who are they? Uh, Latter Day Saints. 
Show them where the food is. Now, I know 1 John 3. Anybody not bringing this gospel, don't let them in. This is evangelizing. All right? Hey, Amen. there's two seats. Bryce, cool. and uh, that is Tom. Yes, sir. And this is Bryce. Grab your chair. How y'all doing? Come back for hair of the dog. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Not at all. You said that Thursday was your, your Bible yeah. study day. The hair of the dog that bit you, right? You ever <laughs> hear that phrase? No. Me neither. They We've had some good conversations over the past couple of weeks and very much enjoyed them. All right. We got we? food in there. Really? Oh, yeah. man. Really? Go, go eat. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Just should be mac and cheese out there. There's some... Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll make some mac and cheese. Thank you so much. Well, this is real good, so just dig in. Find yes, it in the thanks. kitchen. There should be plates set out. If you don't see them, holler. Yes, we'll send Bob our mascot, and he'll take care of you. <laughs> Verse 19, to wit that God was in Christ. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing, imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Don't let it. Don't let them convert. Um, Bob, are you worried? Greater is he that's in me. Now then, are thou then we are ambassadors for Christ, as the, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. And that's the whole of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And with that, um, <clears throat> the real kicker verse in there is, is, is we're going to be standing before the Lord. And we're going to um, be judged in this Bema seat judgment. But that doesn't mean that He pulls a lever because you didn't do all your good works and you wind up in hell. There are drinks in there also, guys. Just... Search them out. All right. Uh, what'd you find? What we still got in there? Uh, I found some salad. Is that it? Yeah. Well, we we also found like a donut. But... My wife must have put some of that away. That's okay. I'm fine. Ron's no, gonna take care of it. She may have put something downstairs, but I want you guys to eat. That's, I think that's that would be a good nice. thing. Where are y'all reading right now? Second uh, Corinthians five. Let me uh, make a quick call here and find out where all this food is.